back to Rappin' with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Rappin' with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Right off yeah. the bat, we've got a phone call. We got- we've got Cooper on the phone. Cooper, welcome into the show. Coop, what's up, man? What do you got? What's going on? We're good. It's, it's Wacky Wednesday. We got some waffles. We're all, you know, we're not stuffed because they're so light, but we're ready to roll. What do you got for us? Good. Well, I heard you guys talking about the quarterbacks. Okay. I to get into that a little bit further. Um, and so I, I was listening to Coach Rule's press conference earlier this week, and I heard you all talking about how the games that Sims started in Minnesota and Colorado were different from the ones Harburg started in, in Nebraska. But do you think that the mistakes Sims made were just self-inflicted rather than anything Minnesota or Colorado did, meaning the interceptions they threw or the fumbles that he dropped? I'm not sure that that wouldn't have happened playing against Louisiana Tech or playing against Northern Illinois. <laughs> no, well, thank you, Coop. Okay, first of all, they were. I, I think they were self-inflicted. They were. Uh, and I was trying to remember, and no disrespect to Sims, there, there's been quite a few. So I was trying to jog my memory. But the ones that I remember seeing, they looked like they were self-inflicted. And some were kind of blatant. Staring down receivers, not timing the motions. I don't think that was Minnesota. That may have been Colorado, right? Yeah, it was, I, I, I can't remember. One? I don't know what I'm saying. There's been the timing of the motion when the ball hit him or not hit him, but was deflected. He was blindsided. I think that, that one was Colorado. Okay, it was Colorado. That's what I'm saying. So, in general, his his turnovers, I think, have been self-inflicted, just not taking care of the football, mm-hmm. dropping a legitimate, good, decent snap, just just fumbling it and dropping yeah. it, taking your eyes off it, trying to read the field or whatever. So, yeah, that, that, and that's all just – it could be nerves. It could be, you know, just some things. He just wasn't being mindful of the football. And that is self-inflicted. So – I don't care if you're playing against whomever. You can't have turnovers. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you got better teams. They can inflict pain, mm-hmm. knock the ball out, hit you hard, make a great catch on. I mean, a break on the ball and have an interception. So, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really see that. They were pretty much self-inflicted with either late passes around the middle, late taking your eyes off the football, blah blah blah. Yeah, so, I think that's what it is, Coop. I don't know if he's still there. Okay. All right, he's gone. All right, he's gone now. We're going to lead into this because we're talking about the NIL. I was trying, I was kind of be kind of facetious with it that we need some NIL. We need, because you don't hear about Nebraska players and their NIL money. And what that reflects are great athletes making 500 to a million plus, right? We, that's what we do not have the playmakers. So we got our first guest today, good friend of mine, huge supporter of University of Nebraska, um, knowledgeable about sports uh, in the financial industry with Edward Jones. So we're going to ask him. What's his take on this NIL? And he has a kid who went through this, played at Southeast in his own scholarship now. Uh, what that whole process was like and was that a factor? And what should these kids be doing with this money that they're getting at 18, 19 years old? And you're talking, you know, half a million dollars, a million dollars plus. Yeah. Well, thanks, for, you know, uh, Steve and Rico, thanks for having me on the air this morning. And uh, my waistline's still going to be great because of the waffles that <laughs> it we does have. Look good. So that was that was fun. Uh, Were you surprised about the waffles? 
I was actually. Yeah, yeah. Bob. That my, that guy is a master chef. He's something else. I'm really uh, Bob. Is it Haney? Bob Haney. Yeah. Bob Haney. Yeah. Yes. It was. Uh, those are amazing. And I bought a couple of bags of those. I saw to that try at home. I yeah. Saw that. So that'll be fun. Uh, well, regards to NIL name, image, and likeness yeah. uh, is uh, something that's kind of a, a recent phenomenon that's kind of cop, you know, popped up because of the, you know, the NCAA, I believe, dropped the ball on that one and let that cat sure. out of the barn there. And, and uh, all of a sudden, this, you know, kids now are commanding these uh, salaries that are not coming from the schools. Yes. You know, they're, they're coming from these uh, outside organizations uh, that, that work with the schools and uh and their donors uh yeah but uh that's the big one and i and i think well a couple of things you know you hear these big stories about you know the quarterback from ohio state that uh, now he's starting at texas, texas. And he was you know supposedly you know they don't know all the numbers million plus uh, but, but sure. definitely over a million dollars and you know but what you don't understand is that also like on texas's offensive line i i think if i'm not mistaken not mistaken every offensive lineman on the team is i think getting yeah. like fifty thousand dollars every offensive you know, lineman. play yeah and uh i do know of uh i do know of some players i knew a, i know a player that's on the notre dame freshman at notre dame that's making a similar sum of money not playing and uh he's because he's a freshman yeah. and uh and so that that is out there where so we got big dollars but then we also have smaller dollars but yet let's not mistake though fifty thousand dollars to a college athlete is huge it's huge um as opposed to where my son is at northern iowa and you know he he does have a little bit of name image and likeness money so when when you were when he was being recruited and the nil package is there uh is that a huge influence one way or the other or do the 15 or 20 or ten thousand dollars would that think maybe sway a kid to go here versus there yeah i don't i don't think well number one i don't it wasn't really uh it wasn't really on the table for us because of the way things kind of unfolded mm-hmm. you know with the way, way my son was recruited and then you know just some personal things yeah. that happen you know in our life as you yeah. know and uh so he, he he just fell in love with northern iowa and and so he committed there early uh at the end of yeah. his junior year and then uh and then had some injuries and so he didn't really have any other he was already committed at yes. that point, so he was wasn't looking at any other place. Uh, but I do know that there are places, and I wouldn't say you know, I wouldn't rule out the fact that if some other schools had come along and said, "Hey, you know what? We might have an opportunity here." Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't say that that wouldn't have entertained you know, been in you know something to look at you know. And I think that's also the transfer portal is another oh, where it's free agency, it's free agency. Yeah, because all of a sudden now you know if you're you know playing two years at a college and then all of a sudden you go hey i think i want to go to a you know to a bigger school and you know all of a sudden now they start flashing some dollars your way i think that probably could have a lot of effect on you know, a college kid that's interesting because when i came to nebraska nebraska was my first love and i won the lottery because they were my first pick and i was nebraska's first pick so all the other schools are just gravy but when i came here my lincoln dad was a financial advisor right so i learned about money at 18 or 19 years old and I, I didn't come from I, I didn't come from any money, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough now that I'm not destitute, so I don't feel like I missed out on the NIL. Right? right. But three or four or five million, I probably would have made in college would have been great, right? Yeah. Wouldn't need a pro ball or whatever. So when you're, when I signed my bonus, I gave my money to my Lincoln dad, and he invested it for me, and he gave me an allowance. He let me buy. I wanted to buy a Porsche, so I bought a Porsche, and I bought a car, and I bought a Rolex or something, right? Mm-hmm. But the other money I couldn't touch. Like I, I wouldn't, I was even afraid to even ask him for money, 
right? I had to live off my salary and whatnot. So, and it was nothing like what these guys are making now because I was in the CFL, but it, it was okay. So, if you're 18 or 19 years old and you got a million-dollar contract, what would you say to a kid as a parent and then as a financial advisor when you're already on a $200,000-plus scholarship per year or whatnot? What would you say to a kid that comes into that kind of money? Yeah, well, number one, I, you know, I've talked – I've talked with Matt Davidson, you know, who yeah. runs one of those organizations here in town. And uh, we've talked specifically about what any college athlete that's got NIL money, you know, starting at, you know, $10,000 all the way up to a million dollars, whether they're at Nebraska or Clemson or wherever. But I think the, the, you know, for me as a dad, it starts off with, you know, educating your kids maybe before that opportunity shows up. And then the second thing would be, okay, do you have, you know, start talking about, okay, do you have checking? Do you have a savings account? Oh, do you yeah. have a debit card where you yes. can get the money? Make sure you got a you got a, some money for emergencies. That's really the, yes. got to have that taken care of first before you can go ahead and buy this great stock portfolio. And yeah. and then also uh, also understand that uh, if, if the ultimate goal, if no matter what happens, if you're planning on before the end of the year buying a Porsche, you know, or, or a, <laughs> mom a cadillac <laughs> Whatever, or something yeah. maybe you might want to communicate that with everybody involved before you invest all that money first and then say hey i didn't do anything in september and now it's december i want to get my money out now so i can invest it that probably wouldn't be the appropriate investment either so yeah. there's you know some basic you know educational tools out here and we got great financial advisors here in town that can work with you've you been know, in business any for of how those. long i've been I've, worked in my company for 31 years, 31 years. yeah 31 yeah. years and and i think that there are uh, there's very whether they work with our company or any other company there we, there's a lot of great people here in lincoln and or any other community that they're that are out there they're they're willing and able to give out advice that can help these kids you know get from point a to b and work with their parents as well and help them navigate this landscape because as you know yeah. i mean the playing window is very short very short, you know, very short. And, you know, the, the statistics on this stuff aren't you may very not, big. And you may not get that big contract that you thought you were going to get. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, whether you get injured or things just don't pan out, you know. And this and, might also shock some parents, too, is that, uh, you know, you all of a sudden you have a school that's going to give you a, or an organization outside the school that's going to give you $100,000 a year to come and play for that team. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, hundred thousand the first year, hundred thousand the second year, the third year, and then you don't get drafted. Don't get yes. And there's no there's no sports at all. What happens if that happens? And then you're you're all of a sudden spending like you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and now you're not because of an injury or something that might have happened. There, you know, this stuff, you know, things happen. Yeah. You know? I almost get tears in my eyes. I, I love this talking. This is the real reason I wanted to talk about this is because it's important. You know, yeah. and uh, you hear about all the stories of, of these kids making all this money, but you really want to make sure that they're they're doing the right things to take care of it to to secure their future of some sort, regardless yeah. if it's fifty thousand, ten thousand, or or millions. You know, because there's that that windows there, and you need you need people like you that's going to look out for their best interest. And but Randy Bloom here, good friend of mine, client, support of Nebraska. You stepped up last year and helped help support the the reunion for Scott Frost and all the other players. And just want to say, hey, I appreciate you and what you do and what you've done and uh, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Well, appreciate you. And Hey, Hey, and if you don't have a realtor in town, <laughs> Steve Taylor's your guy. He put us in our dream home out of Capitol beach. And, yeah. and he didn't ask me to say that. So, no, anyway. no, no. but he's a good guy. Appreciate him and Rico having me on today. Thanks buddy. Appreciate, appreciate you. you guys. Thanks for joining us. Yep.
That's second segment here, wrapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. When we come back, the game day experience at Memorial Stadium and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. What's it like? What can be improved? We'll get into that up next on 93.7 The Ticket.